Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Mindy Kinsella, who's our Vice President of Corporate Strategy here at Dell Technologies. So welcome, Mindy. Thanks for joining. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I appreciate having you on. I don't know that we've actually had you as a guest before, so I know our partner's going to be thrilled to hear from you. And I know you live squarely in the forward-looking, forward-thinking corporate strategy area for the company. And goodness knows there's a whole lot going on right now with all these topics. But maybe share for everybody your role and the scope of what you focus on. Sure, happy to. So as you mentioned, I'm the VP of Corporate Strategy. I lead the team focused on driving growth and activation, which is just sort of a fancy way of saying I get to really focus on all of the emerging technologies. As part of it, we study the market to understand what are our customers faced with, what challenges, both from a technology, but even beyond from a business perspective, what are the things that they're really trying to achieve? And then working with our various business units as we think about how we might develop solutions that would help our customers solve those key business problems. So really that's that activation component. As part of that, I have the pleasure of getting to look across the technology stack and look for opportunities where we might partner, both within the space of taking our current solutions and the partners we're already working with and extending those into new areas, but also looking for new partnership opportunities, really with the idea that one plus one equals three. So not just partnering for the sake of partnering, but again, really focused on those key customer challenges with an eye to helping our customers deliver and achieve their business outcomes. I love the fact that you're mentioning the focus of partnering and it's a term we use all across the company, but I really think it's one of the unique areas of strength we have as a company in that this podcast has a lot of our go-to-market partners tune in and you're working a lot with technology partnerships, right? Or alliance partnerships that really round out the capabilities that everybody benefits. And we're living in a world today that I think candidly, it's a bit of a partner-led motion in many of these complex solutions and none of us can do it alone. You know, we absolutely need to lean in with each other. So talk a little bit, if you would, about, you know, this is an innovation series and we've got numerous examples in the company where we're continuing to stay steadfastly committed to R&D and innovation, but talk about what you're looking to and maybe just share a couple of stories about how we continue to push to enable ourselves to be an innovation leader. But certainly you're squarely in the middle of some of these new emerging growth areas, whether it's 5G, AI, ML. So I won't get too deep into that. I know we'll get into it, but talk just a little bit about how you think about it in leading our overall strategy to enable Dell to continue to be a leader? You know, it's an interesting question, especially when we find ourselves in many of our customers find themselves in an environment that is challenged economically. And for many organizations, there can be a tendency to shy away from the innovation. And the reality is we found, and we've actually produced an innovation index that you could reference that really pulls from data to show that businesses that lead really lean in to innovating in times that are difficult like this. But it's difficult. You have to build it into not only your priorities, but also enabling the white space and creativity 
to encourage your teams to really focus on that innovation. From our perspective, you know, we think about innovating across a couple of different facets. We talk about the things that we do from a portfolio perspective, but also the things that we do from a technology perspective that obviously leads to some partnerships. And so when I think about those, to me, they all start with the customer. When we think about delivering innovation across our portfolio, we think about what are those customer challenges that they're facing. And many are focused on being more efficient, gaining better insights out of their data, leveraging another level of technology delivery that outpaces anything we've seen in history. And so our focus from an innovation perspective is to develop a portfolio of solutions that help our customers achieve those business outcomes. And when I think about that, I can't help but reflect, you know, in past, I've helped organizations think about deploying their multi-cloud strategy. And the number of times I worked with companies and I would ask them, what are the benefits you're trying to achieve? They would say, well, our CIO told us we needed to modernize things and move into the public cloud or into a multi-cloud environment. And I would always ask them, just take a few steps back and think about what are the use cases where you're going to obtain maximum value? And from our perspective, that's where we want to lean into solutions that are going to help our customers achieve those. It's part of why we've developed the partnerships we have in the multi-cloud space, really a focus on giving our customers choice in where they run their solutions, their workloads or applications, regardless of their existing investments. But as they think to move forward and modernize, what is the right outcome for them? And the second thing that I mentioned is really focused on getting insights out of your data, wherever that data exists. And that's an area that the breadth of our portfolio, I think really positions us through our partnerships to help our customers, whether it's data center solutions, it's across the multi-cloud environment that I mentioned, whether it's at the edge, as well as all the way into our consumer space. So really that end-to-end -end technology provider. And then the last thing I would say is, I mean, you can't throw a stick right now without talking to somebody that's talking about generative AI. It's a very popular topic. When I think about Gen AI, I think it's one of the best opportunities for us internally, but also for us to deliver technology solutions through partnerships to help our customers figure out what are they trying to do and what are the opportunities that sit in front of them and Gen AI is a massive inflection point, but we've seen many over the years, right? And these are areas that Dell has leaned in over the years directly and through partnerships to help bring those solutions to market. And we do those building up across our, our portfolio of offerings, many of which we've been number one in leading those segments over the years. So when I think about innovation, it's really what are the challenges that you're trying to solve and where and how can we deliver innovation and put that innovation in the hands of our customers so that they can innovate and reinvent their business as they look forward? Well, we've got numerous examples, and I know you touched on a couple, certainly multi-cloud, and we could talk a little bit about modern consumption models and what we've enabled with Apex, right? Which, frankly, for our partners is all about how do we position them to meet their customers where they are and open up all the flexibility of the various offers and consumption models that we have for them. Edge, you mentioned, but one I'd like to pivot back to because I can't help myself, and it's also what you said everybody wants to talk about, is <laughs> generative AI and AIML. And we've heard Jeff Clark 
say, we've been leveraging and deploying AI in our products and our services for some time. So that in and of itself is not necessarily new, but this generative AI definitely is. And I think when we look at the partner ecosystem, and I really mean that holistically, right? Our technology partnerships, as well as our go-to-market partnerships. How do you envision and what do you think about the overall role for the partner ecosystem, the opportunity for the partner ecosystem as it relates to AI? Because I do agree. I think, you know, we all live in a world that timing is really important, but I think the disruptive, innovative, and just accelerated opportunity this type of technology represents is unprecedented. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be super exciting. So I'd be really curious on your thoughts as you think about the opportunity for our partners around AI. When I think about technology and the solutions available in market, and I reflect on the customers I've worked with over the past few decades, I've not come across any that truly had a homogeneous environment. And what that means is customers tend to lean into specific solutions and therefore vendors as a result of trying to achieve those business outcomes. And that tells me that what we have always said, I think, continues to be true, which is no single vendor is going to solve all of these challenges. And boy, when you look at the Gen AI space, I had somebody share a MECO diagram with me of all of the vendors, the startups that live in this space. And I'll tell you, it was the craziest chart I've seen in a long time. When you think about how fragmented the market is, what we really need to do is think about how we can partner and solve those challenges for our customers. Many right now are really just trying to figure out where do I get started with Gen AI? What am I gonna solve for and what types of solutions do I need? Sometimes I talk with customers and I think they expect that they're going to be building these foundational models and they're worried as a result about the cost and the availability of GPUs and they're focused on their sustainability efforts. And when I start talking with them, what I find is you're probably not really going to build that model. You're going to leverage a partner to help get that model stood up and then do some training and fine tuning based on that. And when you pivot from leveraging that foundational model as a service into truly deploying it in your environment, the number of solutions and vendors you're going to work with just goes exponential very quickly. And it's really important that we help our customers make the right technology investments because this market is rapidly moving and you want to make sure you're investing in solutions that are going to be here in six months when you're really trying to deliver these outcomes. So when I think about what that looks like, I see opportunities for us through partnerships to work with the technology stack and bring choice, to bring maturity in those capabilities, to drive integrations that help the customers solve their problems from obtaining a model all the way into inferencing where you're truly going to see those outcomes. Like I said, no single provider is going to solve that stack. And it means that we really need to build a partner framework and ecosystem to help our customers solve these challenges. You know, Dell is just uniquely positioned to really help foster that, right? I mean, we already have such robust partnerships now, and I think it really shows we've been describing and discussing for some time 
that our customers are seeking outcomes. We've been talking about needing to sell and converse with the line of business rather than the IT department. And this is just a very illustrative example of where we want to deploy this type of technology, like these AI leveraging these tools against a very specific use case and outcome. And our partners are super well positioned. Number one, they just know our customer's business. They're very integrated into the line of business. And our customers in many ways are overwhelmed. Like you said, they don't know where to get started. So this is a fascinating piece of technology, but I think they're going to be turning to partners to say, what does it mean to my business? How do I leverage it to create a competitive advantage? What data do I need to deploy it against? And then how do I use it? And frankly, it is going to take all these partners we're discussing to bring that to bear, I think, and unlock the value and unlock the opportunity. It's been in our DNA for decades to drive solutions that are truly integrated and drive better outcomes through partnerships. And when I think about what that looks like with Gen AI, I come back to the data. If you look at the life cycle of Gen AI deployments, it all starts with the data. And you have to think about the sensitivity of the data, the size of the data, the mix of the data. How much would my outcome be better achieved if I had more of my data as a mix versus the data that comes from one of these foundational models? And the inverse is true as well. And then you have to think about the type of the data that you're fueling into that environment. So bringing this back into an innovation story, to me, the innovation is really in the hands of the IT departments, the CIOs. It's all about your data. So this is the time for us as IT leaders and technology professionals, solution providers, to really unlock that innovation by getting a handle on your data strategy, understanding how you can leverage your data to drive those better insights. Absolutely. And I know we conducted a little bit of research on that, right, around the benefits to those customers that really lean in and modernize and really work through, to your point, the opportunities. So maybe just share what you're hearing both out of that research and what you're hearing from customers who we would say are evolving or leading in modernizing their overall infrastructure and what it unlocks in their business. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would talk about, we talked a lot about the technology. I'll take a slight detour and talk just for a minute about the culture and the processes. Coming back to this idea of innovation, and again, back to that innovation index, most talent, which everyone is focused on, how do I get the talent that I need to deliver the innovation and the business outcomes I'm trying to solve for? Most talent wants to be in an innovative environment. And many have come to their companies because they think they're going to be able to innovate. But the reality is a very small percentage of them actually feel that they have the ability to deliver innovation. And that means as leaders, again, going back to an earlier comment I made, we have to make sure we're creating the white space. And this becomes increasingly difficult when we're all economically challenged and you're trying to do more with less. This is the time to lean into that innovation and really get a handle again on your data. And then within that, we think about how do you take that data and deliver it into insights? The research that you mentioned, 26% of organizations are focused on leveraging their data to deliver insights. You know, I came out of the storage business. We've been talking about leveraging your data for insights for decades. That's not new. 
What's new today is the technology that's available to allow everyone to do that. I mean, we talked about these different types of foundational models and these open AI solutions like ChatGPT. My kids are using these. They're everywhere. And so while we're focused on trying to take the data and turn it into insights, 69% said that they're struggling to figure out how to do that. And that means that we have the solutions, we have the data, we need through partnerships to help our customers take all of that data they have, ingest it, cleanse it, maybe prepare it to go into a foundational model or to do fine tuning of a model that they've adapted from somebody as a service, again, leaning into these partnerships so that they can drive those actionable insights. That's a really complex workflow. And I guess I bring that back to the importance of those partnerships because I really feel strongly no singular vendor is going to solve that on their own. Well, what a great way to summarize the opportunity for our partners. To your point, we're all swimming in all this data. We have the technology and the infrastructure, and now we have these innovative technologies like AI. It's how to apply it. It's how to leverage it. It's how to ensure that it's deployed against the right data sets to unlock that competitive advantage and differentiation and insights and ultimate value in their data. So I certainly am very energized about what the opportunity I think is that represents for our partners. But again, I genuinely feel this is a partner-centric or partner-led motion and use case for all the reasons we just outlined, right? As well as the overall newness of it. So I guess in summary, for our customers and our partners to really power the level of innovation for today and tomorrow's solutions, the businesses need to be data-driven. You certainly need to be data-enabled and certainly technology-smart. And all of it will require some form of a right-sized, AI-enabled or AI-infused data environment where automation and certainly learning can take that data and the infrastructure deployed against it to make it available to, again, meet our customers where they are, right? Meet them where it needs to be deployed. And I think our partners are incredibly well positioned to really help our customers through that evaluation and assessment and complexity to modernize their infrastructure and help them unlock the value and insights that they're seeking. So as we wind up here, Mindy, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball because I always like to close these conversations and sessions and I love meeting new and interesting people. But for our listeners, we'd love to hear you share a fun fact about yourself that no one would know. It's not on your resume. Your Dell colleagues wouldn't know. Your customers might not know. What's a fun fact about Midney? Oh, goodness. I think I'll, I, I could share one, but I think many of my team might actually know this, which I may be embarrassed to admit, but most people would not. I happen to have a legitimate love for shoes. We all have our things. I talk a lot about technology. No one would know. I probably spend as much time outside of work thinking about shoes I love and happen to have counted at one point and learned that I have over 100 pairs of black shoes. 
Well, you know, I happen to be a fan of shoes myself, so we won't compare shoe count. <laughs> but, you know, you never have the right finish, the right texture, the heel height. You know, it doesn't matter. You can never have too many, I think. That's you right. know? Clearly. <laughs> Everything in shopping has kind of moved online, and my happy place used to be the shoe department at Neiman Marcus, but now I just get online. <laughs> We've probably been exactly in the same aisles at the same time. So, <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Mindy, for sharing your insights and taking the time to join us on the podcast. It was fascinating. I think you live in a very cool part of the company, and really evaluating and looking forward at how all these new innovative capabilities are ultimately going to help our customers win and succeed. And certainly the opportunity, as we discussed about, for our partner opportunities. So thanks so much, Mindy, for being here. We appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. Take care and have a great day. Well, Mindy, thank you again for taking the time to join us and share your insights. I hope everyone is enjoying the podcast. So please give us your feedback and ratings. And be sure to join us in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, everyone stay safe and be well.